Welcome to the Sick and Successful Podcast. If you're a business owner, work in corporate, or have a side hustle you're passionate about, you're going to want to stick around because I promise to ask the tough questions and talk about the things others shy away from. You know, what it's really like to own a business and be chronically ill. I'm going to give you that push you need towards following your dreams and be the friend you come back to week after week to talk about the real things in life and in business. If you have goals and are working towards them, if you're determined to be successful, no matter what life's obstacles get in the way, this podcast is for you. Dream big and tune in. Welcome back to the Sick and Successful Podcast. This is episode 99. Ah, A few housekeeping tips before we get into the podcast. I cannot believe to say that I've posted 19 weeks straight on YouTube. 19 weeks in a row, this podcast has been going out on YouTube, and it is edited so amazing. Our editor, her name is Anastasia. She's from Ukraine. She is so great at what she does, like so talented. You need to check it out if you haven't checked it out. If you're listening on the podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, whatever, go check out our YouTube. Give me a subscribe. We're getting up to 200 subscribers, I believe, which is just like a dream come true over there on YouTube. So I wanted to say that. And 99 episodes in. Today, we're going to talk about the things I wish I knew before I started my business, or at least in the beginning stages. It has been over a year and a half since SNS Creative has been going more than that, like four years-ish of being an entrepreneur. And there are a lot of things that I wish I knew someone would have told me before starting. And I think it might be a little bit like the whole, I wish someone told me how hard it is to be a mom before I became a mom. But like, even if they did, you wouldn't really listen. So I want you to, if you're a new entrepreneur, an entrepreneur who's been around for a long time, but you're kind of in the beginning stages still, I want you to really sit down and listen to this episode and listen to it with an open mind, with an open heart to kind of just see like which direction do you really want to go in as an entrepreneur. So I'm going to start off with saying that one of the hardest things about entrepreneurship is actually not doing whatever you're doing. It's not the business itself. It's once you get to a point when you're when you grow and you are starting to hire any entrepreneur I've talked to recently as I've been going through these different trials and tribulations with employees is says to me that employees are pretty much the hardest thing about business for a multitude of reasons. Number one, right now in the climate that we're in post apocalypse in the last few years, but post the last few years is finding good people is really, really hard. So that is in all industries is finding the right person is getting harder and harder. And I would suggest if you're a new entrepreneur to really study how to hire, you know, if it's on LinkedIn, if it's on Indeed, wherever it is, study how to hire or consider hiring an HR professional to help you fill a role. Because I wish I would have known as a new entrepreneur how expensive it is to hire and rehire and train. So you might think it's like, why is that expensive? It would cost me more to hire an HR specialist than it would just to hire someone. And if they go, I'll retrain. Well, think of it this way. I have been in business for a year and a half and I have probably let go at this point now, I think around 10 people. So 10 people I introduced to all of our systems, which there is a lot. I have gotten all the passwords. I have trained them in whatever position they were, or my team has trained them. We have gone through team meetings. We have paid for 
X, Y, and Z, and they don't end up being an asset to our company, right? Because at SNS Creative, we are very picky on who stays with us. And so that is something that I would have had no idea about in the past. I was actually just talking about to my VP of operations today, Alexa, she's phenomenal, about how even at the very beginning, within the first month, I had to let two people go. At that point, I had no idea that it was actually going to be a theme without within entrepreneurship and that it's a normal thing. But I thought it was just because, you know, I wasn't hiring well. Now, a year and a half in, our hiring process is very detailed. We have specific questions. We have a grading rubric. We are very detailed in our job posting that goes out. Where You know, there's a lot that we've changed, but yet still we struggle finding people and keeping people and making sure the right people are in the right seats, right? Because you might find a person who's phenomenal, but there might not be in the perfectly right seat for them which is important to grow as a company. And as a new entrepreneur, especially one with a chronic illness, it's really important that the right people are right in the right seats so that me as a CEO, I don't expend my energy in places that I could preserve it. Let me say that again. It's really important in my company that the right people are in the right seats so that I don't expend my energy where I can preserve it. Do you see what I mean? So the reason I repeated that twice was so that it could really sink in for you because it might be easy, quote unquote, to retrain someone or to give someone passwords, etc., or to, you know, manually train someone every single time you have a new onboarding. But that is energy. Those are spoons, you know, let's say that you're giving out left, right and center that can be used to number one, do the things that you're great at, your zone of genius, or number two, to use internally and to use as someone with a chronic illness so that you're not getting burned out. This is why we have created systems and training videos, etc. in our business so that we don't have to personally train every single new person, but also why we've narrowed down our hiring and applying system. So that's the number one thing I wish I would have known. How hard it really is to have employees and to keep them, and to even bring them in. The second thing I wish I would have known is what a roller coaster entrepreneurship it really is, and that the goalpost keeps moving. So when you start business, that infamous 10k months is what everyone's striving for, right? And I was really lucky. I hit 10k months in my first month, and that goalpost moved right away. And for the beginning of entrepreneurship and the beginning of getting a business number and starting the business and doing all of those things is it's so exciting. And there's this up, 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 up part of the roller coaster, right? You're going up, you get your first client, you start your website, you get your business card, you create your first standard operating procedure, you do, you know, and then you're just going up and up. But there gets to be a point in business where you hit that success level, you know, you've hit all the goalposts run after another after another and entrepreneurship becomes an ever going lifetime roller coaster meaning you sign some new clients or you get whatever you're looking for in business and then some leave and employees do things wrong and are not up to your expectations and it's just this up and down never ending constant roller coaster and as someone with a chronic illness that can be very exhausting So it's very important to manage yourself and to be self-aware on what triggers you, what you celebrate, and how to kind of even out that roller coaster within your own emotions. Because it's not going to stop. The ups and downs will never stop. That's what business is. 
but figuring out a way that you can at the end of the day come home to your home even if you work from home come into your living space and leave work at work like we would in a corporate job right even though as entrepreneurs our our businesses are our babies and that's cool that's how we get successful that's how we get to where we are we still need to find an inner balance so that the ups and downs aren't as extreme number 3 is that it gets harder to celebrate i wish i would have known that it gets harder to celebrate So when I first started in my business, every new client I had, I was so excited and it was just like this whole new exciting world and I felt like I was going to reach the, you know, the stars and it becomes a little bit harder to celebrate the wins, not just new clients, but wins in general as you grow as a business owner because you are constantly slammed with things going wrong in your business on a day-to-day basis, right? If you are a true CEO, you're not in the minutia of your business. You're not creating, you're not doing the day-to-day deliverables, right? Whatever your business is, typically as a CEO, chief executive officer, you're not doing those things. You might have your own business and, and call yourself a CEO and you're the one running everything. And that's cool too. But I'm talking about when you've gotten to a point where you're running the business, you're not doing the business, okay? So when it, when you get to a point where you're running the business, you are doing just that. You're running the business. So everybody's coming with you, coming to you with fires to extinguish, right? Coming to you with problems, coming to you with things. And that can be so overwhelming that it feels like a constant negative slam versus seeing like the positive in a day-to-day basis. So I really pride myself on at least trying to be a positive person. And it's something I catch myself doing very often is like sitting down and seeing what am I grateful for today and what is going amazing in my business. It's something we ask all of our teammates to do is shout each other out, screenshot our client wins, and we were always trying to focus on the positives. But I wish I would have known how hard it is to celebrate as the years go on. And the last thing I want to share about today, the thing that I really wish I would have known when starting a business, and I feel like not a lot of people talk about this, is when you start your business, you get all the income, right? When you, whatever business it is, if you're doing it all by yourself, the expenses are typically a little bit lower, especially if it's an online business, but whatever business it is, you are, like I just said, you are the one doing all the deliverables. You're, if it's a social media business like mine, I was the one creating all the content. If it's, I don't know, doula business, you're the one going with your clients to the hospital, whatever it is, You're the one doing all the different jobs in the business. And what that means is you get to bring in all the income, right? So like I said, I hit 10K months in my first month. I think I maybe spent $1,000 of that on setting up my business. So $9,000 was profit. Well, we're now, when we're hitting much higher five-digit numbers in our income, the expenses have skyrocketed as well, right? So it gets to a point, especially when you grow very quickly, which is what I did, and what I did wrong is I didn't know my numbers inside and out. And you don't get to take home as much as you did in the beginning. So sometimes as a new business owner, you're actually going to take home more than you will as a growing business. So to give you an example of what happened to me is we grew extremely quickly. So yes, I was making 10K months at the beginning but we continuously had clients that I couldn't serve. So we had to bring on more content specialists. We had to bring on more engagement specialists. We had to bring on a leadership team. We had to bring on more technology. We had to bring on just so many different things. 
And all of those things cost every single month, right? So my expenses literally went from around $1,000 maximum a month to over $10,000 a month in our business. So there's this balance between wanting to expand your business to be massive so quickly and understanding that you're going to have to, number one, take home less. Number two, really know your numbers inside and out so that your business continues to stay profitable. Something a lot of entrepreneurs lack is the ability to know their numbers inside and out because it is confusing as heck. If you are Canadian, I have a resource for you. DM us and I will send it to you. And if you're American, I actually have one too. So DM us if you need help with your numbers when it comes to business. I will send you in the right direction. But it is confusing. I I myself went into, like I took accounting courses in university, right? I have my business degree in marketing and international business. I took accounting courses, but it was confusing as heck. And to know if your business is profitable, all of that kind of stuff, you typically need assistance or you really need to dive into your numbers. So I wish that number one, more entrepreneurs would know that and and to pay attention to it. But I really wish that I would have been told to focus more on my numbers as my business was growing, because now working backwards and trying to make things more profitable is a lot harder than paying attention to that at the beginning when I was scaling. So I really want to point that out for you as an entrepreneur, especially maybe as someone who's chronically ill and who relies on your own income, right? Because that's scary. As entrepreneurs, we take risks, right? But it adds this other layer when we're chronically ill and when we know we're going to need expensive medication and when we know we don't have additional health care or insurance benefits, etc., that typically comes along with the security of having a corporate job. It can be a lot more stressful. So knowing your numbers inside and out at every aspect of your business is something I wish I would have known is a lot more important than I thought it was at the time. That is the top things that I wish I would have known before starting a business. Episode 99, here we are. Next one is episode 100 and it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to talk to you about what it really means to me to be sick and successful. I know you know this, but you truly mean the world to me. If you are watching this, if you are listening to this, you are family to me. You might might even be family, but you are family to me. And thank you for being a part of this community. I would love to hear from you. So please go give our YouTube channel, Sick and Successful. You can just search up Sick and Successful with no spaces. You should find the channel or check the show notes below. And subscribe, 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 subscribe. Share this video, share this episode so that we can get to that 200 plus follower mark. I appreciate you so much. Remember, dream big. It's possible for you. And your next version of success is around the corner. Mwah. Thank you.